Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Journey to Developer podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Mrs. Darnisha, aka DJ. And thank you for coming on my podcast today. I had to have you on here. I know you have a beautiful journey that I'm sure you want to share with us today. And that's the purpose of this podcast, to really engage and showcase other female developers, investors in the real estate industry. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Dante, for having me. I'm so excited to be part of this journey. Yes, I have a story that I think that not only men, but women in particular are able to relate to because what we're women and then we're women of color. So I'm so honored that you have me on your platform. DJ, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're a just a bombshell investor. Um, <laughs> And you're, I know you as also being a real estate coach as well. So tell us about who you are and your, and your services. Absolutely. So I'm a real estate investor. I'm a serial real estate investor. I started out in 2014 as a wholesaler and then progressed as a fix and flip, then to buy and hold and ended up as a developer and then to top it all off, I became a strategist coach or a mentor to other women that would love to get involved in real estate. You know, we always have, uh, we always dominate so well as an agent. However, we haven't really seen a lot of beautiful women that were able to master being an investor. And that's where my specialty my journey came about is, you know, I knew I wanted to be in real estate and I touched my real estate or touched the purpose once before in 2000 and I want to say 2007 as a mortgage broker. So I was roughly about 23 years old when I first got started and didn't know that I was tapping into my purpose because I did really well. And then when it 2008, 2009 crash, I crashed and burned with it. <laughs> and so I went in and I've been an entrepreneur since, you know, seven years old, selling cool cups, candy, junk food, you know, babysit. So I knew at seven years old that I want to be a business owner. I knew at seven that I wanted to just really be on my own. Of course, you know, my mother was like, you need to get educated and go to school. I did part of that, but like three years of going to college. But I knew that I want to be an entrepreneur. And I was an entrepreneur while I was in college because I didn't want to eat Roman noodles. You know, that life, that, that 25 bag and that sodium and everything. I wanted to eat some real food. So I got involved as a tax preparer. And then from there became creating my own tax franchise. And I did that for 17 years. And I was really, really excited about it. But I also got burnt out and I lost everything. I lost everything in Dallas. So I'm originally from Houston. And my journey pretty much started in the Dallas. Going from a tax preparer, having 70 clients to 4,000 clients, and then losing all of that and walk, coming back to Houston with a negative $259, a car that's on the U-Haul, and then asking my mom to loan me $600 to give back, that's my journey. We, like, 
you know, real estate is not all glitz and glam, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, people, you know, your story, your journey is definitely going to inspire a lot of people out there to get started, even when they are in the negative. Okay. Even right. as an investor, once you made it, you get in the negative. <laughs> Make that clear. Right. They, they, don't, they, don't, yeah. they, they don't know they, that. They don't know. Yes. I think everybody's missing um the process i think anytime you're involved in real estate i want to know your process i want to know okay it's great that you are your outcome is great but i want to know the process and how you felt and did you know when you overcame a lot of obstacles what 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 did that look like and that's what a lot of people are missing it's an ongoing journey like i know personally shoot i we ain't gonna talk about me but (laughs) i know individuals who I've even looked up to in this business who are considered generals in this business they they had foreclosures in the last year <laughs> okay they, they've had Range Rovers borderline repossessed you know so it happens like that's a part of this business and I'm not really here I'm not really here to sugarcoat it and that's why I'm gonna you know be elaborating on what it takes to really make money in this business and the number one killer before you even get started is your mindset and i know i even talked to you about mindset and it's if you ain't got your mindset right you're not gonna even make it that far uh forget about you you ain't gonna make it in the day let me tell you that and it's so interesting that i just did another podcast i did a couple of podcasts recently and they're like you know you're so fearless and i'm like I fare a lot, but when it comes to executing in real estate, um, like when I analyze deals and I know if it's going to make me money, I'm not fearful about that. Mindset is important and we can, you could even talk about that because you're great. I think you're great at mindset strategies as well. So how did I get started? Um, I, like I said, I had a tax business, went from 70 people to 4,000 and I met a man that pretty much I was dating and I incorporate him in a business that was already established. He felt that he wanted to elevate me and I wanted to have, you know, the house, the husband and kids. So I felt that, you know, swapping my business partnership, you know, swapping out my business, a chunk of my business for a relationship I wanted. And of course, you know, love is love what it is, but I end up, separating our you know we end up breaking up but he still remembered the agreement and he took me to court and he ended up winning so he ended up winning all of the money that i had saved up like roughly 1.2 million dollars prior to being the clients that i've acquired so he ended up taking my money ended up taking the business you know taking everything and of course i was depressed i was i was hurt but what God ended up telling me was, yes, he might have those things, but what he don't have is your mind. You can redo and repurpose your experience and your knowledge. So, you know, I wanted to stay in Dallas. You know, the crazy part is I wanted to stay because I had a lot of friends that became family, but it's amazing a place that God has you make you uncomfortable, that you were comfortable, he ended up moving me. So he ended up bringing me back to Houston, which I felt it was a setback, but really was a step up to get involved in real estate. So 
I was 35 years old when I moved back home. No kids, no man, no business, no nothing. Like I said, a U-Haul truck, a, a negative $259 in my account. What was me? How did I get back to where or find this purpose? And it was really centering myself in getting out of depression, getting out of hitting my bottom. Because I knew this, if I can get to my bottom, I can use that as a backboard or springing off to get to get above the water. Because I felt so consumed, you know, with that water and my vision is being like drowning in overwhelm and anxiety that I lost everything. And so I remember surrendering and got to the bottom and using it as a springboard or using God to go ahead and catapult, yes, Lord, Amen. to get up and swim again and breathe again. And so when I was, you know, searching for pretty much my next move, did I want to go back into being a tax preparer or, you know, starting a new franchise? The answer was no. Uh, and so I started really searching about what can I do and with my my new life, my new chapter. My grandmother passed on my birthday. When I turned 35, my dad passed. So it was a lot of loss. Right. When I moved back to Houston, it was it was time to heal. It was time to move forward. And so I remember having three years as a junior in finance and accounting. I can always get a job. I knew that hands down. So I started a, what, I worked briefly at a car dealership. Now, if I'm going to do this, I want to bring some money. Right. So I went to a luxury dealership. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Yeah, I want a luxury dealership instead of just any type of dealership now. And so I remember vividly as a finance manager, there was a gentleman that till his dad step not met. He's in DC. So you know what you should do wholesaling. I'm like, what is wholesaling? And from that day in 2014, I remember so vividly, it was October when I was again, you know, trying to get my feet under my, under my body. And of course they fired me, which I was cool with that. Because I was, you know, let me tell you this. I would fire myself or, or quit. You know, I just oh, knew God. that I'm, I I just know for a fact, I'd rather have my own dollar. And whenever I make my own dollar, I'm so much happier. You know, the hardship or whatever. I'll take my own $1, $1,000, 10000 compared to using my hours and working with someone else. And I knew my value. And so once I start, you know, being up all night on a university YouTube, at the time, there was so much, there was like this much information about wholesaling. I'm like, what is wholesaling? And you have the Kent Clother, the Flip uh, Flip to Freedom. These were guys, Ron Legrand, Joe McCall, like these were men that were already in the business, you know, Carlton Sheets, you know, yep. the father, grandfather of real estate and infomercials and stuff. So I was getting all these little ebooks. I was up all night reading this much information about wholesaling, but it frustrated me until one day I came across an, a channel that was here in Houston. There were a, par- a business partner, just so happened that they were there. I remember going to their Thursday networking event 
and and found out that they had a three-day seminar the next day so as vibrant as i am and and bold as i am i went to the networking and you know, of course i hear everybody oh i made fifteen thousand fifty thousand a hundred thousand but i'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But you still haven't told me when the hell is wholesaling? Like, what is this? And why are you able to make this type of money? And so I remember so well that they had this, uh, the creators of this event was in this little circle. I bust the circle open, got in the middle, like, okay, who's who? And what is this all about? And they said, well, if you want to sign up, you got to, you know, it's a three-day, um, it's a three-day event. So I'm like, well... I ain't got that type of bread, but you know, girl, I went in with them, and this is a true story. Wrote a high check on the hands. Hey, <laughs> that's what it is. You had to be in that event. Everything will get I figured out. It's necessary. I was like, God, you know, I ain't got no money. Like, they're gonna, it, it's gonna bounce. It's gonna bounce, but you know, whatever. You know, because I was just so desperate and wanted to know what they had. What well, they have. I want you to also say, how much was the event? So the event was, I'll say, I think the event was about two fifty nine okay. or like three hundred dollars okay. for three days. Okay. But what I didn't know, once I got that, you know, they didn't know this, but until I told them the story, and I paid them back. It's just really how well, you know, God allowed me. Huh? <laughs> I didn't need to buy now, pay later. Right. God bless the truth. Let me That's tell you. <laughs> I need a buy now, pay later. So I create my own buy now, pay later. <laughs> All right. Look, I don't encourage everyone to do that, but hey, I create a buy now, pay later system. And so I got to the course. I knew that they were going to give me everything that I needed within the three days. I knew that. So I ended up recording the whole three days seminar they had us break a board like i remember that so well i still have my board no i don't it said it was in the storage i broke the board and then what the board uh symbolized was breaking through my finances breaking through the fear breaking through everything that i was fearful for and feel like i couldn't overcame anything and then also on the other side is the breakthrough what are you going to end up receiving once you break this board? You know, I, I wrote everything down and I encourage everybody to find something. And it was a real board. I was say, that's, so, that's so prophetic. Right. Yeah. Like that. They, so they had, and I cried. Like I was like getting delivered. I need, like, I need that board. Can you take a picture of that board? Because right, so, like, here's the thing. It's a real board. Right. And, your mind is like, well, can I actually break this board? And but when they say, hey, break it, break this way, don't break it this way, and 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 listen to the instructions and write it down. And once I broke that board, I was like, okay, mm. let's go, let's go. And so, doing this uh, three day seminar, um, they were talking about mentorship. You know, my mind was, well, I got it. You know these three days I can do it but actually I have to be really 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 honest with myself is I know how to start and stop so quickly because I get frustrated I get discouraged but what my mentor till this day he said I can shorten your learning curve from six months to 12 months well that's what I needed because I knew 
all the failure or uh, projects I started and I end up failing in the process because I gave up. So, you know, hot chat DJ. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I didn't go to jail writing these damn hot chats. Lord (laughs) have mercy. But God gave you mercy and grace. Again, buy now, pay later, you know. (laughs) Mentality, but see, at the same time, the class has started around tax season. So I knew this. If I can do a couple of taxes here in Houston, I had some clients that were reincurring that was with me from start to finish. I was able to give them half of the money and pay the rest of it because I had a bunch of time. And what they taught me was either you have time or money. Well, I damn sure didn't have any money, but I had a lot of time. And what they did in three days, they did in a whole week. But what really took the cake for me was the fact when they put me on this little uh, charter bus and we drove for dollars and we got off the bus and I like my eyes like, like, this is what I'm looking for. This is how, you know, you walk into a property. And once that I would became like a bulldog on a bone and just lot and latch in and just never look back right. and just went forward. And so I love real estate. I love what investments can do for my life and other people's life. I went from wholesaling with no money, no credit, nothing, but I had a whole bunch of time. And, you know, it took me, I remember so well that I found my first deal. Right. And in my first deal, I was able to pay them and have money but in during that time my mom it took me about 45 45 days to close my first deal and my mom like was on me and i was staying with her she's like denise you need to get a job i'm like well in my mind is i had a job right this is a job a whole job that was a job in her mind girl you ain't making no money you you and then i didn't tell you this my car was repossessed and my storage was repossessed during that time but I had to keep pushing. I had to keep pressing and not look at what was in front of me, but what was looking beyond me or what I need, I'm able to do. Because once I had nothing, all I had was that. Right. And I was a hundred percent in, I, I was like literally all in at that time. And so, uh, once I did my first deal, well, let's pause right there. What I, what I love about your story is, first of all, it's a testimony. <clears throat> and this is why Journey to Developer was created. Like, I have a testimony, too. And in that process, that many in, in different ways, God had to, one, strip me. Strip you. Literally, I don't want to say decompose, but destruct you and rebuild you back up. And I have that not that not it well i don't even know which is worse but either way we both were yes. we both have testimonies we both had to pivot right into our purpose and i just think that your your testimony was so beautiful that's what i'm just letting you talk like wow and i'm like i feel like i'm catching the holy ghost over here like because <laughs> i relate to it so much and yeah this is why, again this is what motivated me to even start this podcast and this is kind of like a real estate and God podcast. I just only released real estate content so far. But what I will say is 
our journeys, our crushing, our process is who we are today. And thank God you broke up with that man. Right. Or what, I don't know the full story behind that, but thank God that happened because you wouldn't be Darnisha, DJ, AKA rehab in high hills. We wouldn't even yeah. know who you are because you would still have a tax company. Well, we probably wouldn't know who you are, but you would have a tax company, but who's to say that was your purpose? Right. You know I mean? This is right. probably, this is, I'm sure you feel like this is more your purpose. This is more your calling. You're helping people um, build wealth, create legacies, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's interesting. Real estate for me and my purpose of, it's become effortless. It's so organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had walk to, in your purpose, it's, right. It's, and then I had to also tread the waters myself before I'm able to pass on my experience and my knowledge and my own experience. And at the same time, break it down that you are able to understand it and then apply it in your own will and your own action. Exactly. And that's what a coach does. You know, you know, my experience, and I tell everyone, this is my experience. And I'm still walking in my experience and my own knowledge. But what I'm really good at is breaking down my experience so you can grasp it and apply it and create it as your own foundation so it can catapult you into your legacy of, okay, I knew I might not be a wholesaler, but I'm a developer. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I have experience as a developer. These are the steps that you need to take. These are the movements you need to do. These are the questions you need to look. This is how you vet the deal. This is how you look at the land, so on and so forth. Uh, or you want to be a buy and hold. Okay. This is how, you know, my story or walkthrough in real estate is allowing me to pour into women as well to other people. Hey, these are my wins and these are my losses. I've lost. Look. I almost had my first flip going to foreclosure like with three times, but I was so stubborn. I refused to let my flip, my flip go into foreclosure that I, I had no problem letting my, my credit go shot to hell because right, right. I knew that I went through the hardship. And then I only made, I was supposed to make $80,000 off my first flip. Did the numbers right, but I was in it too long that I ended up walking away with $2,500. But let me tell you this, baby. When I signed that, when I when that property was sold, uh, you can tell me that $2,500 was not $20 million. Right. Because <laughs> you worked hard for it. Like you I worked it. so hard on it. Over, it was, like, and God. and then the, 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 the hardship of picking the wrong contractors, oh. touching that property more than once. I had girl. I had the the guy who was building custom um, in the kitchen had a huge pantry, and then my stove door was next to the washer and dry. I mean, on uh, the dishwasher, the dishwasher blocked the stove, so I couldn't right. open. I was like, girl, I was. It was many, many, many days of crying. But if I did not have that experience, I would not be able to relate it to a first time, second time, or even third time investors that go out there and try. I think that our trying or our action is greater than standing still and being stagnant. Preach. <laughs> I, mind you, I didn't even get to any of my questions. <laughs> 
you're already answering them. So that's great. We're having a conversation here. But no, and I think this is what makes it so authentic. And, I, you know, one of the first times I ever spoke to you on the phone, I was just like, I love her energy. I love this movie. <laughs> Like, we need to be best friends. Right, like, we need to be friends forever, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, like, no, seriously, DJ. Um, Like, your energy is so so infectious. Like, you need people, everybody needs a DJ. That, one, you're so motivational. And that's why I try to even pop in on some of your videos. And as you know, I even reached out to you for mindset coaching. Not so yeah. much wholesaling. It was just the mindset. Right. Um, and this was at the beginning of COVID. We met. And oh, RIP to CC Gun. RIP to CC. Uh. At in um DPS, or I saw you yeah. in there. I'm like, oh, I'm a developer too. And you know, yeah, the rest is history. We're here now. I had to bring you on. And why? First of all, what is your favorite investment strategy? My favorite investment strategy, several. But my one of my favorite is to do to do two wholesales and then one development. Okay. So I use my wholesaling cash and invest into a development that I either flip or build. And so what that does is I don't bring really money to the table. All right. I'm just bringing my effort to the table. So my formula is for every two deals that I wholesale, I have one deal that I'm either flipping or developing. Developing is a totally different strategy of just buying the land right. and right. getting the architect and designing with, you know, collaborating with the architect and building, you know. And so for every two, so my rough, that's what I would normally do. My second formula is if I want to do a flip I don't bring any money to the table I will wholesale it to myself that's my favorite girl I'm glad you hit it <laughs> I wholesale it to myself and I use that money as a gift and mm-hmm. I end up walking away with money and the property right so I I had a coaching group about two months ago and I was breaking down to these ladies how I actually wholesaled a short sale deal to myself and got received private money for it, for the rehab and the purchase. And basically, like, I didn't come out of pocket with anything, not even down to the closing. Right. Call. Like, you have to know how to structure deals, period. Right. I think, I think that's the secret to the sauce. Structure mm-hmm. the deal. It's the numbers. And so it doesn't matter what, how large the property is, how small the property is. If you're able to look at the numbers wholeheartedly and say, okay, where can I get and move? Like I wholesaled it to myself to cover all closing costs and to cover the first part of that draw. Cause you know, you know, yes, the draw. they always want that skin in the game. Exactly. Even if you're using you- private money, they want to see you get started on the project before they give you anything. Before they even give you anything. Yep. And I said, okay, well, how about this? I'm going to wholesale it to myself, put in like 15000 say that I actually did twenty. you give me the 20 and I'm on the races. That's one strategy. Another strategy is using a gap funder. Yes. I use a gap. My first wholesale deal was a gap funder. So I literally walked in 
with no money, no credit. Like, ladies and gentlemen, whoever hears my voice, you can literally walk in a, go to the title company or the real estate attorney office and just sign papers. I did that. And it blew my mind because now the story about that was this lady never met me. I didn't tell her it was my first flip. Mm-hmm. Never let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? But I knew how to structure a deal and I knew that I need to solve problems. I I tell everyone, we're two things. We're problem solvers and we're marketers. That's it. And paper pushers. Oh, yeah. It's (laughs) a no light trust factor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I remember it was around the holidays and... Mind you, I was looking for, I needed like 55,000. Well, that was a cushion. Actually, I need 35. But I need 55 just to cover bases and everything else. And so where this woman introduced me to another lady was in Austin. And she's like, okay, you know, what type of property? She was asking questions that I couldn't even answer, but I was winging it. Let me tell you, the same way I was winging it at the beginning of wholesaling, and it's moving from wholesaling to fixing and flipping. You know, once you get that that knowledge, you, it's automatically as a real estate investor, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, that you want to do more. You want to make more money. You want to do more. Like, it makes you get into another re- arena of real estate because of you have a taste of one part of it, or I mean, as an investment. So... It's Christmas, it's like the Christmas uh, Christmas party. I'm all dolled up and everything. And I finally met this lady and she's like, oh my God, DJ, you're so amazing. And I love your energy and everything else. I said, yeah, I'm looking for a gap funder for this deal. I love gap funding, ding, 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 listening. I said, awesome, I have a deal. I can shoot you over the numbers, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, cool. But why are you are you asking for 35 and I don't know you? I mean 55. I said, and now I'm I'm like on the phone at the time when she said she was all game. I said, okay, I know you don't know me. I I got personal. So look, I know you don't know me, but what I do know is I'm really committed to what I do. And I went into and I walked with it's all about making, finding the right mentor. My mentor ended up vouching for me. He's like, yes, she's hard. You know, she she's committed. Like, he didn't have to. He was like my verbal line of credit. Mm. He, he verbally gave me credit off of his own word because she knew him and knew that he they produced really good investors. And I was able to use my mentor as a credit to have a gap funder and it was all about connecting those dots right, right so right. when i got involved with the deal it was hell she was hell all of it, it was just a hot mess but she walked away with her money and she walked away with small invest uh, um a small interest off her money and till this day she's you know Will I go back? Absolutely. Now I have more experience. Right. Will she try me again? Long as I stay in communication with her, yes. So I reached out to her 
and explained that, you know, hey, that was my first. And she already knew about the shit, everything. The door was open. It was my first flip. <laughs> right. She knew. But that now she knows. Right. But you leveraging that mentorship and also a partnership. That he, he became your your verbal partner also. Because right. without him, without his expertise, you wasn't getting nowhere with that lady. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then, but at the same time, her husband and she came to the property and she saw my results. Right. She That's saw right. that I, here's, here's something I do know this. Yes, the process was ugly, but the final result is, did I sell my property? Mm-hmm. Did I get it out of foreclosure three times? Yes. Did I fight for that deal? Did she walk away with her money and interest? Yes. So why would she not go back and try this again? We will now we're gonna end up operating a little bit different because it's all about re earning that trust. But she do know this. I'm going no matter what, I'm gonna get you your money back. No matter what. And I think that a lot of investors have to go like I usually tell people, don't throw the baby in the bathwater out. Like if you are engineer, use that those tools that as an engineer to structure the deal and and incorporate that in your real estate investment portfolio. Yes, throw away the engineering deal, but don't throw away the thought process, which is the analytics, which is thinking through the whole process. If you was in a customer service and telemarketing, you know, you you have a gift of talking to people. You have a gift of being on cold call. Don't throw away the thought process, oh my God, I hate being on the phone. No, use that as a tool and separate yourself from any other wholesaler. You can go on any type of phone. If you was in collection, that means you know how to skip trace very well. If you was in telemarketing, customer service, you know how to do retention sales, which means you know how to overcome objectives, which means you know how to negotiate. Like use those skills that you already have because what you have is all you need. Like I keep telling myself, whatever I have is what I need. So as a coach, sometimes as a coach, I doubt myself, but no, I have the things, the tools that my mentees or my, my partners uh, need. And then if I don't know, I'm quick to say, hey, I don't know, but give me a few minutes. I will know because I'm walking through with you. If I have never, you know, one of them was a a deal that I never experienced before, but I'm walking through with you. I'm with you, I'm holding your hand. And not only are you gaining the experience, I'm also gaining the experience in the process. I have done bankruptcy wholesales. I won against the city of Houston. They were trying, they were trying to like Bogart and say, you know, we can take over this property. No, you can't. I mean, I I won against the city of Houston Housing Authority who have, like they had brought three real estate attorneys, I mean, three three attorneys and into my one attorney and we won. So now I'm like, well, shoot. You could do anything. I got that. You know, I know how to operate. I know how to, I know how long it takes. I know, like, I know those things. And so when you, I try my best to tell people, write down every single deal that you have walked through, the ones that you have failed, the ones that didn't go through and you didn't close. It's the information that's important. Yes, it hurt that you lost your deal. Yes, it hurt that it went in foreclosure. Yes, it hurt where, you know, even as a developer, girl, I touched a damn foundation five times. I was pissed. 
But I knew that going forward, I need to have my release of liens in place. I need to have vet my my foundation guy. You know, those are the things that are so important to perfect your craft. Don't throw everything away and don't give up in the process. If you want to be a developer, you 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 fall fast, like fall complete, fail quickly. Yep. And it's okay to fail. I give myself permission to fall, like to fail. And I also give my, my myself permission to learn from my failures and move quickly, you know? And that's why I love taking risk and taking a chance in this type of arena as an investor, because it allowed me to be creative with my finances when I don't have any money. Right. It allowed me to be creative. Now, I, as a developer, I become my own tax. Instead of having HOA, I have mud tax. What do you mean? I can I can sell the property and still get paid? Yeah. Like that stuff is so amazing. And now I'm tapping into, you know, wholesaling commercial apartments. Who does that? You, you can do that. Like you don't have to start from the bottom, you can literally wholesale an apartment. And what I tell my mentees, the same amount of effort and same amount of work you do for something small is the same exact amount of effort for something larger. But the question is, are you willing to go and take that risk when you don't know? I'll say yes. Like, don't think outside the box. There's no box. There is no box. So why not? Like right now, I'm working on a wholesale apartment uh, class C that's worth two million, but I'm gonna sign it off for 1.5 million, so they they're gonna end up buying it for four million, and the ARV is ten. Wow, where is that? Okay, I think you know, and it's taking it's, it's but it's longer, but the reward is gonna be great. Right, right. The reward is gonna be great about the whole process. So. I would just encourage, you know, thinking, don't get rid of everything that you have already acquired. If you want to become a developer or wholesaler, buy and hold and fix and flip, I'll say choose a niche and stick with it and don't let go and keep data in the whole process. Right. right. What type of development projects are you working on right now? If you are working on any at the moment. So currently I have roughly about 10 acres of land here in Houston and Sunnyside, which is closer to the city or downtown. And I'm creating some duplexes. So for every, here in Houston, for every 5,000 square foot, you can actually build three units. And so I'm actually building some tri-levels or duplexes on 5,000 square foot platting. I'm in the stage right now. I'm in the the infrastructure stages of finally got the architect designed the way that I wanted. Now it's going to the city. And usually now that we're in this climate that you can't go to the city like we used to, because I used to tell you this, I got my education at the city. Half the time they don't even know anything, but they, I end up learning something. But now they're making us do everything online. And so you, you're missing, I missed the connection of talking to the person that was approving my plans and then also find out what I can and cannot do. And so that's going to take right now, 
roughly about three months to go through the structure, engineering, the electric, HVAC, plumbing, like it goes through each phase. And it's so interesting. If you actually fix and flip, a development is the exact same thing with just dirt. Exactly. I find it to be actually easier, especially because you know what's there. It's not, you're not guessing what's behind the walls and, you know, also the returns are so much higher. So by the time you put all that energy, you might as well just build a house and have higher returns. So (laughs) to me, right. I mean, no, hands down. It's, it's better to be a developer than a fix and flip, but you won't know that until you until you went into a fix and flip. Mm-hmm. You had no idea. Like, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, what is I figured it out really quickly, and I was like, yeah, this is a waste. I just told my fiance, um, me and him and I have a general contracting company, so we're GCs, but I told him, I'm like, I don't want to do any more rehabs. If it's not land, I don't want it. <laughs> like, it's, First of all, these yeah. houses are just overpriced also. The land is cheap right now. Land is cheaper right now, and then compared to because right now it's a it's a buying season. Yep. And more and more people are buying because the interest rates are extremely low, so it's it's perfect. It's a perfect storm to buy. So it's a perfect storm for us as developers to go ahead and buy land and start developing these beautiful. You know, I don't want to call them cookie cutter, but we know how much a roof costs, the framing, like it's. It's a system. Like, I know exactly how much all this stuff costs. Exactly. And as you know, you know, real estate has advanced also. So you have great, I like to call them real estate technology, such as, you know, prefab modular homes that are just changing the industry, especially in my market, because they appraise for the same amount as a stick built. And so I'm like, if I never have to step foot in there to build anything, that's even better. (laughs) Right now, I want to tap into containers, container property um, and build them because here in Houston or in the Gulf area, we flood. And right. we, show, we flood in every 10 years. So we had our major flood, which was uh, Hurricane Ike. Okay. Yeah. And so, but we have amnesia as well. And people will still buy in these flood areas. So why not go ahead and put a container, you know, put it on blocks container the only thing that we're replacing she rocked instead of wood because wood can you know we get molded and you got just a whole bunch of stuff that it happens awesome great to you know hear about your what you're working on now what do you think has been your biggest accomplishment so far to see other people that i've mentored succeed off the knowledge that i have poured into to see their wins their winners is my win because they are all in and they believe in what I'm seeing. So as a mentor to see ladies and men close deals when they thought they couldn't do it has been nothing but a true joy. Also creating a women in real estate investor is called win women investor uh, network and collaborate with not only investors, but bankers, insurance, housekeeping, like having this ecosystem of women of all color, of all race, doing business with each other. That was a huge win for me. And I was so adamant about making sure that it was 
of all colors, of all race, that it was not limited just being the fact that I was a black woman, but um, a brown skinned woman, a Pakistani woman, an Asian woman, you know, is able to not only see them in each other, but to do business with each other at the same time. Because, you know, being in a real estate investment industry is, is majority men, hands down. But there's more and more women that are developers. I met so many women developers here in Houston. They're quiet. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's a lot of women out there that I've found on Instagram. I don't know if you watched any of the ep- prior episodes. It was one right here in Newark. Didn't even know she was a woman because she didn't put her face on Instagram the whole time. That was my first guest. The second, no, the second guest was in Jamaica. The third guest, she, I met, I found her on IG. She's like a whole commercial developer in California um, and a, a private money lender. I'm like, hey, well, I need you? your bread. Like, like. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, even with me, I've been in the trenches. I didn't really have time for social media. Like, I don't have to. I'm a mother of a six-year-old. And I'm being a, a real estate entrepreneur, so I don't have time to showcase everything. But now, even right before COVID, I realized how important. That's how you even meet, network with people to, who has money that can fund your deal. So social media is definitely a vessel that I should have been taking advantage of. And, you know. But I'm, I'm getting into the, you know, the mix of things. And this is the purpose of the podcast, just to network and even like I said earlier, showcase these women because there's women out here doing big things. They're just not all over social media. Right. They're just not all in your face selling you something, but they're out here making moves. And then at the same time, I didn't know, I, I literally last year, I, I, I introduced myself last year, just posting, if you look on my page, like all at the bottom, you just see me working. You right. see me building stuff. You just see me just doing things. And until I realized that People were sending me in a message like, do you teach? I'm like, mm, no, but it allowed me to get to where I'm at and meet other people. Like you're, I find money now is, is because of what I do. And that's the reason why when you open yourself up, you have no idea of the opportunities that may, may arise because of the fact that you can, you know, you open up your platform and say, okay, this is what I do. This is what I'm offering. And you end up getting deals that you wasn't anticipating and able to close much faster. Getting lenders and real estate attorneys and title companies when at the time when you were trying to search for something and it became, it was a little bit harder because you were looking for the right people. And then now they're coming to you because, because of the fact that you open up your platform, your podcast and able to really introduce other women that's in real estate and and what they're capable of offering so it's beautiful and it was a pivoting moment you know god told me to do it earlier in quarantine (laughs) but we're here now we're still in quarantine technically right i don't know what's going on in um dallas or we're houston right i mean houston ciao yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know. We get shut down again. <laughs> Girl, I, it, here's the thing: I don't want them to shut down because because I'm tired of printing money. I need them to stop printing money. Like that's how I feel about it. Yeah. But I am grateful for this huge. I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to be. I knew something was coming because every ten years, like history repeats itself over and over and over again. 
every 10 years, like I knew that we were going to have a hurricane here in Houston and I knew it was going to be major. I didn't know how bad that was going to flood the whole city like it did. And that was bad. But I also knew that there, the, the real estate was going to be affected, but it wasn't the way that I thought. Now, what caught me off guard was the commercial side is being affected compared to the single family side. And so, but you, but here's the thing, if you, if you experienced in 2008 or 2009 crash, you're ready for what's going on right now. Right. People are still buying. Mm -hmm. I'm buying, you're buying, like we are still buying because of experience and walking through and say, okay, well, it wasn't that bad. Well, let me just buy this. Let me, let me connect the dots. Let me find people with money. Now people giving out money like it's candy. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about private money. I'm not even talking about bank money. I'm just talking about private money. I don't don't want to deal with banks. They're ridiculous right now. Yeah, yeah, private money is, you know, I'm definitely noticing that there's money I didn't even know was out there before. And the good thing is about this time around, the banks are stricter. So you can't just go to the bank and get a loan. Like they're they're rejecting a lot of, because, you know, I'm also still a realtor. They're rejecting some bank loans. They're very particular about who they're banking to, which can affect our people, of course. What I, if I knew what I knew back in when I graduated from high school, because in 20, 2008, I was only like a junior in college. Gotcha. I was a baby. But had I known what they was doing, stated income, I would have just been getting houses then. <laughs> baby, let me tell you, I was stating like crazy. What I, I remember being in class, I'll never forget, my civil litigation teacher because i was studying law she worked for valley national bank and she was teaching us about what was happening i didn't know i didn't know nothing about real estate back then i didn't know what the heck she was talking about whatever but had i know i had no interest in it and everything like i I wouldn't even lost it i wouldn't have lost nothing i would have just held on because you know especially buying whole properties i would have just kept tenants in them and it would have just worked out for me any last words on what it takes to become a successful real estate investor or developer, even entrepreneur? My last words is you got this. You have it. If you thought it, it's time to put action behind it. If this is the chapter that you want to do, I say bet on yourself and, and do it. Like the worst thing that you can do is not attempt. You don't want to be 40, 50, 60. Hell, you don't even want to be 20 if you listen to this and get into 40 and say, man, 20 years ago, I could have done this. I say test it. And the worst thing you can do is not do it. But the best thing about it is by, by just, I want to buy land. Like start small. The smallest thing is look for some land if you want to develop look for some land and I promise you that every time you're looking, the answer will be is right around the corner. But the key to success is to do the action, is to make that first step. If you make the first step, then the response, your first step will have a reaction. You'll find the land that you're looking for. You'll find the architect that you're looking for. You'll find the engineers, like everybody will start gravitating because you're searching. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God in all things. 
will be added on to you. So if I'm going to seek for some land to build, then everything else will follow. Stop thinking about, well, what's next? No, focus on what's now. Stay in the present. Right. Because technically, we're in tomorrow. Yep. Or, yes, technically, we're in tomorrow. Like, today is going to be yesterday. I can't replace yesterday. But I can definitely make a change and a movement in today. So I'm in tell I'm telling everyone, bet on making a move today, not tomorrow. Just make the smallest move, and I promise you that first move is your best move. And that's just giving your just betting on you and doing what you say you want to do. Awesome. That was well said. I was about to say preach again. <laughs> Oh, because what I notice is, you know, again, and we said, I think we said it earlier, fear, like the fear to execute, the fear, just having that fear mindset. Some people suffer from poverty mindset, and then some people just, they have all information, right? And they just scared to execute. They scared. I don't know why they're scared. Because that saboteur is sabotaging them. That saboteur, that little girl, that little boy that they hear now they'll dope in you it's like all right what's the worst thing gonna happen i don't get the property but the scary person you have to acknowledge that saboteur like hey saboteur look behind me and protect behind me not in front of me don't stop me for uh, me to get to the next level so i have to always myself is to encourage uh, myself on a daily basis of my saboteur. All right, Sabby, I see what you're doing. You wanna, you want me to stand still. You want to be stagnant. And then when I become stagnant, I become, you know, like I po- put on my post that growth does not like comfort. It's impossible for you to grow when you're comfortable. So when I am uncomfortable, that means I'm growing. That's true. All right. You spoke to my soul today. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, love. I appreciate it. Oh, this, yeah. was, this was great. How can everyone stay in contact with you? Well, you can definitely go to my IG, which is Rehab in High Heels, Instagram, I mean, my YouTube channel, which is Rehab in High Heels, my website, which is Rehab, like everything, I promise you. Awesome. Rehab in, I in High Heels. That's how you find me. Awesome. And that's pretty much it. That's all we have for for everyone today. Thanks for coming on the Journey to Develop Her podcast. Hopefully, you'll be back in the future. Hopefully, once the world opens back up, we can do a YouTube vlog together, um, walking through some of your properties and or mine. So, yeah, it was great seeing you today. Thank you so much for having me. And it was been a, I mean, this whole thing was amazing. I appreciate it. Thanks.